بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praise and thanks belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may the peace and blessing of Allah be upon his servant and final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As to what follows my dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and in today's lesson, I want to share with you one of the most beautiful works of Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, that I have ever come across and I have ever read. And this piece of work was shared to us and taught to us by our teachers, and they recommended every student of knowledge to share this among the masses and to share it among the general ummah and among the people, among the believers. And this is Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and his advice to a person who came and complained to him about him losing complete control of himself. So I will read the question to you. This man came to Sheikh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and he described his situation. This person had completely lost control of himself and then al-Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah gave him advice. But it is incredible words, powerful words. Anyone who is sick and controlled by evil desires and temptations and has completely lost his way to Allah Azza wa Jal, this answer is extremely, extremely beneficial to such a person. And this advice was written by Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, who was a student of Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, and he recorded this in his book, Adda'u wa Dawa', which translates to the disease and the cure, and this book has been translated Walhamdulillah, it is available for people to purchase and for people to read. So let's see. I will begin by reading the question of this person. A man approached the Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, and he said to him, Ma dawa'u man He said to him, what is the cure for the one who has completely been controlled by his desire? And what is the way out for the one who has been dominated by chaos and confusion? And what should the one who has been overcome by extreme laziness do? And what is the path and the road to success? And how can the one who has been overtaken by confusion escape this? This man is confused. He's misguided. How can he come out of this confusion of his? So the man said, every time I see closeness to Allah, my desire prevents me from seeking closeness to Allah. And every time I seek to remember Allah Azza wa Jal, I'm overwhelmed 
by dunya related thoughts and matters. Subhanallah. This man is trying to remember Allah, but he's always thinking about worldly matters. He's unable to think about Allah and the afterlife. And every time he wanted to do productive work and good work, he loses motivation and spirit very quickly and he doesn't end up doing anything good. So then this person put three, four lines of poetry. They're beautiful. I'll read them in Arabic and I'll translate them to you. He said, غلب الهوى فتراه في أوقاته حيران صاحي بل هو السكران إن رام قربا للحبيب تفرقت أسبابه وتواصل الهجران هجر الأقارب والمعارف عله يجد الغنى وعلى الغناء يعان ما ازداد إلا حيرة وتوانيا أكد بهم من يستجير يهان سبحان الله so this confused man, finally, he ended his question by saying, in a poetic form, he said, desire has overtaken him, meaning he's talking about himself, desire has overtaken him, so that you see him in consistent confusion. He has become drunk due to his desires and evil temptations. Whenever he seeks closeness to those who he loves, every time he seeks closeness to his family, to his friends, to his wife, to his children, to his parents, his motivation to do so becomes scattered. He becomes very weak and he continues to abandon his family and his relatives. He keeps away from them. He has abandoned his family and his relatives so that he may accumulate wealth. So he's describing himself. He's saying he's abandoned his family and his relatives in order to acquire this dunya and collect of its wealth and glamours and gold and finds those who can help him attain this wealth, he finds them. But this only increases him in confusion and those whom he sought only neglect him. Meaning, every time he finds friends that help him to acquire this dunya and the wealth of this dunya, eventually they end up abandoning him. They end up neglecting him. They don't want to make friends with him. And then this man, he says, is that the case? Every time I seek help of others, I end up being humiliated. Subhanallah. This was his question, and this is his confusion, and this is his situation. Terrible. Allahu Akbar. How many people that have heard this now can relate to all of it or some of it? Subhanallah. You find most Muslims are facing the very same thing or a part of this person's problem. So Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and may Allah Azza wa Jal admit him into the highest levels of the paradise. He answered this man with a few words. I want you to open your ears and your heart and listen, pay attention, take notes and implement this for the rest of your life. He said to him, he said to him, the cure for you, the cure for such a person that has gone through this state is to turn to Allah Azza wa Jal, the Most High, Allahu Akbar. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? The cure for such a diseased heart is to turn to Allah, your maker and your creator and your provider and your sustainer. 
the one who gave you life and the one who causes your death and the one who decrees all your affairs and matter, turn to Allah. He then said to him, and to consistently humble and attach yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what you're supposed to do. Meaning to attach yourself to Allah azza wa jal. You know the word it comes from dirra. And dirra is the other. It's the other of the animal. So you know a mother animal, when it gives birth, the child runs to the udder of its mother and it begins to suckle this milk. This is called a dirra And so this is our attachment to Allah Azza wa Jal. Just like a baby is attached to the breast of its mother, it cannot let go. If it was to uh, let go of the udder and the breast of its mother, it would die from starvation and hunger. And this is what he is telling him. The believer is supposed to Allah. He's supposed to attach himself to Allah Just like a baby is attached to the milk of his mother. The milk is everything. However, the believer's attachment to Allah is much, much more than this. Because that baby is attached to the mother because he needs its, her milk. But the believer is attached to Allah because Allah is everything for him. Allah is everything for him. Subhanallah. Then he said to him, And also the cure for such a person is to supplicate and make dua to Allah by learning the dua that was narrated from the Prophet Go and find a book for yourself that records the supplications of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because these are the very best of words that you can ask Allah Azza wa Jal through. And then he said to him, and seek to make dua at times in which you are likely to be answered. مثل آخر الليل such as the last part of the night, the last third of the night, just before Salat al-Fajr. This is a moment in which a dua is accepted. This is a moment in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down to the first heaven and he asks his servants, هَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ فَأُعْطِيَهُ Is there anyone who is requesting from me anything so that I may, uh, so that I may answer his request and give him what he wants? Allahu Akbar, for the last third of the night is a solution and it is a cure for the diseased, sick heart. Allahu Akbar. And then he said to him, وَأَوْقَاتِ الْأَذَانِ وَالْإِقَامَةِ And in between the Adhan and the Iqamah, the one who is suffering, the one who is suffering in this worldly life and his heart has been controlled by desire and he can no longer have control of his own self, then make dua as well. Between Al-Adhan wal Iqamah, go to Al-Masjid, sit down, cry, beg to Allah Azza wa Say, Oh Allah, cleanse my heart. Oh Allah, purify my heart. Oh Allah, clean my heart and fill it with Iman and fill my heart with Noor, with light and fill it with guidance and fill it with your love and the love of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is what you should be asking and beg Allah Azza wa for this. وَفِي سُجُودِهِ 
and make dua, abundant dua in your sujood, because this is the closest you will be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَفِي أَدْبَارِ الصَّلَوَاتِ And the fourth important time is at the end of the prayer, just before you exit the prayer and you make taslim. This is a moment of dua. Ask, ask Allah and beg Him. As the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَلْيَتَخَيَّرْ مِنَ الدُّعَاءِ مَأْشَاءِ Select whichever dua you like and make and stick to the dua that was narrated by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. Then Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he also said to him, وَيَضُمُّ إِلَى ذَلِكَ الْإِسْتِغْفَارِ And to all of this above that we have mentioned, add to this الْإِسْتِغْفَارِ Seek Allah's forgiveness. Say, أَسْتَغْفِرُ wa وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ And repeat it, continue to repeat it. Do not stop. Say it in abundance. In every moment that you have, that you remember, say, Astaghfirullah. Wallahi, my brothers and sisters in Islam, one Astaghfirullah that comes out from your heart sincerely and honestly is enough to wipe away an entire history of your sins and heedlessness. And it is enough to bring light and guidance into your life. Allahu Akbar. Remember what I'm saying and implement this. Then Imam Ibn Taymiyyah said him, He said to him, For indeed, anyone who seeks Allah's forgiveness and then repents to Allah, and that is by saying, Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh, you know what the result is? Matta'ahu mata'an hasana. Allah Azza wa Jal will most surely grant such a person an enjoyment until an appointed time. He'll grant him enjoyment, enjoyment and happiness and peace and tranquility until such a person dies. And this is the word of Allah Azza wa Jal in the Quran in Surah Hud. وَيَا قَوْمِ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ يُمَتِّعْكُمْ مَتَاعًا حَسَنًا إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ مُسَمَّى Allahu Akbar, Allah Azza wa Jal, He said that the messengers would say to their people, seek Allah's forgiveness and repent to Him. Surely He will give you a good life. He will give you enjoyment and peace and happiness until an appointed time, until you die. Subhanallah. So this is also a solution and a cure to the diseased, sick heart that has been controlled by desire and evil temptation. And then Imam Ibn Taymiyyah said to him, وَلْيَتَّخِذْ وِرْدًا مِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ طَرَفَيِ النَّهَارِ وَوَقْتِ النَّوْمِ He said to him, and you should also appoint for yourself the remembrance, الْأَذْكَارِ Say the remembrance at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And this is the morning and the evening أذكار. This is something known. This is a solution to the one who has been diseased in his heart, to the one who has a sickness in his heart. Commit and adhere to the morning and the evening adhkar. The morning adhkar, they begin after Salat al-Fajr. And the evening, the afternoon adhkar, they begin after Salat al-Asr. Sit down, take 20, 25 minutes of your time or even 15 minutes and go through the adhkar and read them. And I have already began a series explaining these morning and evening adhkar. They are very important. You'll find it on the YouTube channel 
and we have named it Shield, an explanation of the morning and evening adhkar. Go and listen, go and listen, so that you can learn the meanings and how this empowers you in your life and how it will guide you step by step to Allah Azza wa Jal. And then he said to him, And also adhee and commit to the adhkar, to the remembrance just before sleep. And this is powerful. And it is incredible and it'll give you peace and tranquility just before you sleep so that you wake up the next morning with a high level of Iman, subhanAllah. And then he added to him, added advice and he said to him, He said to him, and you should be patient upon anything you encounter that may hinder or prevent you uh, from attaining what you aim for. Meaning be patient. There are things that you want to achieve in life. There are goals that you have set for yourself and you want to get to. So be patient, be calm, relax. So long as you are adhering to your obligations and you're adhering to your adhkar and you're making your dua and you're turning to Allah and attaching to Him, then you're in good hands and you're in good shape and you're in a good circumstance, you are ready to die if this is your situation. And be patient, be patient until Allah Azza wa grants you success and allows you to achieve what you aim for. SubhanAllah. And then he said to him, فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَلْبَثْ أَنْ يُؤَيِّدَهُ اللَّهُ بِرُوحٍ مِّنْهُ وَيَكْتُبُ الْإِيمَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ He said, for indeed, if you remain patient upon the calamities that come your way, then most surely Allah will assist you with a ruh. He will assist you with light and true guidance. And He will gather and collect Iman in your heart. Allah would settle Al Iman in your heart and solidify this Iman in your heart, subhanAllah. And then He added and He said in His advice, he said to him, and be sure to complete your five daily prayers. Commit to the five prayers with your inside and your outside. Meaning make sure your heart is present as you're praying these five daily prayers. And make sure your limbs are in a state of khushu'ah. Don't fidget and move around. Stand still, stand straight before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more you stand still and straight, and the more you keep your eyes focused at your place of sujood, Wallah, this outward appearance would increase the presence of the heart and the khushu' in the heart. And then he said to him, for indeed the prayer, it is the greatest pillar of Al-Islam. Well, Islam depends on this pillar of As-Salat, subhanAllah. So this is another advice. Commit to the prayers and understand that the prayers are extremely important for the one who is going through the disease of temptation and evil desires. And one solution, my brothers and sisters in Islam, for those who are lazy when it comes to their prayers, I give you one solution. As soon as you hear the adhan, if you're living in a Muslim country and you can hear the adhan, or if you're living in the West and you don't hear the adhan, make sure you set the adhan on your phone or on your watch or whatever it is. Set it. Let it say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar the moment al-adhan is called in your city. 
And as soon as you hear the adhan, stop everything, stop everything, go, make wudu and pray. This is the only solution for the one who is lazy when it comes to his prayers. As soon as you hear the adhan, leave everything, go and pray. And then he added to his advice and he said to him, he said to him, and let the most frequent thing you say is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Allahu Akbar. Say this statement in abundance because this statement, it allows you to bear difficulties. You will be able to remain patient upon difficulties. And this statement also allows you to deal with frightening, terrifying situations. It removes your anxiety and your worry. And it also attains for a person the highest and elevated positions with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. La hawl, meaning there is no transfer. There is no transfer and there is no power except by Allah. What does this mean? Meaning you will not be able to transfer from a state of laziness to a state of uh, effort and work and productivity except by Allah. And you are not able to move and transfer from a state of sin to a state of righteousness except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. And you will never be able to escape your desires that have controlled you and your laziness that has overtaken you. You will never be able to escape this and move to productivity and righteousness except by Allah's will. And this is why this is an extremely powerful dhikr. And this is why he said to this man, continue to make this the most frequent dhikr you say on your tongue. And then he said to him, And he said to him, And don't you dare become tired of making dua and asking Allah Azza wa Jal. Don't ever give up on a dua, no matter what your situation is, no matter even if you have reached rock bottom and low. Continue to make dua and do not be tired of a dua. He said to him, for indeed, the slave of Allah, his dua most surely will be answered as long as he does not rush a dua, as long as he is not hasty. And as long as he does not say, oh, I have made dua, but I have not been answered. Do not say this. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, surely, all of your dua will be answered so long as you do not rush. They said, Ya Rasulullah, what does it mean to rush in a dua? He said, it is for you to say, I have made dua, I have called to Allah, but he hasn't answered me. So don't you dare say these words, because if you say them, then the dua will not be answered. As the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Subhanallah, and then Imam Ibn Taymiyyah uh, said, 
وأن مع العسر يسرا ولم ينل أحد شيئا من جسيم الخير نبي فمن دونه إلا بالصبر and he said to him finally and you better know that victory comes with patience you will never never see victory in your life and you will never be able to conquer your evil desire and you will never ever be able to remove and get rid of your laziness except with patience patience upon the worship of Allah patience away from the sins patience upon the calamities of life and then he said to him relief comes with difficulty and ease comes with hardship as Allah Azza wa Jal said فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ and then he said to him and no one no one on earth ever attained any form of goodness whether it was a prophet or a regular person except through patience no one attained good not even prophets except with patience whoever was patient Allah Azza wa Jal rewarded him with extreme goodness and then finally he said Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen and all praise is due to for, for Allah the Lord of the worlds Allahu Akbar what a beautiful answer and what an extremely beneficial advice my brothers and sisters in Islam I will leave it at this we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to awaken our hearts with iman and guidance we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to pour upon our hearts patience and iman and love for him subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to revive us with iman and with islam and with ihsan and we ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and our shortcomings and to make our abode and our final home and destination the highest levels of the paradise and to make us company with the messengers and the prophets and the righteous and to make us and allow us that we see him subhanahu wa ta'ala in the paradise my brothers and sisters in islam listen to this advice once again and note each and every single piece of advice that I shared with you and make this a manhaj in your life make it a path in your life follow it adhere to it because all of this advice it came from the Quran and it came from the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and it was shared to us by a great scholar in Islam Al-Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah and it was written by his student Ibn Al-Qayyim rahimahullah I ask Allah Azza wa to grant them forgiveness and grant them his mercy and admit them into the highest levels of the paradise Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh